Hey everybody, welcome to episode four of Beers, Bourbon, Business, and Broskies. On this episode, we're going to talk about brevity and probably just a little bit of everything. Sitting here on a Saturday, gorgeous outside. Kenny and I have a couple rocks glasses full of Whistle Pig straight rye whiskey. Personally, one of my favorites. It's very, 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 very good. I think we touched on what were we drinking this episode two. Um, Might have been. No, I think it was the first one. Cause the first was one it? was at my house. Second yeah. one was at your house. Yeah, you're right. So episode uh, one, we were actually drinking this, and Kenny and I have our favorites. Further in, we get into this. We'll probably what try to change it up, go to some different distilleries, see what's going on. But right now, we're we're trying to finish off this fifth of yeah, we finished off the Knob Creek last yeah. podcast, so we'll finish. Probably come uh, pretty close to this one and new bottle after that. Yeah, so it's a rye whiskey, which, you know, Ken, and as he's made it evidently clear, me and my, I'm a bourbon aficionado. Is that a better way to say it than snob? It's a nicer way to say it. (laughs) Um, So we're drinking rye, which the difference between rye whiskey and bourbon is that for rye whiskey, it has to be 51% rye in the mash. Wow regular bourbon only has or it has to be 51 percent corn to make it bourbon so a little bit i think in my opinion the rye whiskeys are a little sharper they're not as smooth as some of the bourbons they have a little bit more bite to them but i kind of think it's like kind of a pre- preference ken probably likes the rye whiskey because it's he's a little bit of a psychopath and he likes to torture himself a little bit Hmm. Um, I like the burn a little bit. He know? does like, I like the burn. I like to know I'm drinking alcohol when I'm drinking it. Right. So we're drinking that, and probably towards the tail end of this, you'll be able to tell that we killed the rest of the fifth because we will, we'll go on a couple more tangents. And accompanying the rye whiskey is a local brewery, which is not really a local brewery. It's mainly it's from it's Ohio, Ohio. Close enough. Ohio, but... They have a restaurant or brewery right down the street from me in Southside, and it is the Fatheads Sunshine Daydream Session India Pale Ale. I'm a fan of it. It's only 4.9% alcohol, which is... Yeah, I prefer a little bit more in it, but I mean, taste-wise, it's pretty good. I'd give it like... Uh, uh, we're going to go back on the Kenny Miller We take scale. alcohol out of this... <laughs> Situation, which I tried to get you to do last time, and you you weren't doing it. You were all about the last one. Just didn't taste that great. Uh, um, I'll probably give it like a seven point three on a summer day. And a I seven point probably... three is not what you gave. What did we do in episode three that you gave a seven point three? I think that was the there. other one. The session, the other session. Yeah, the gave. session was good. Yeah, yeah, but I think you gave that a seven point three. So I think you're good. just the sessions are a seven point three for you. Yeah, they're pretty. They're like a nice summer beer. Like I wouldn't drink it outside of summertime. Yeah, which right now it's sunny. 70 for the first time in Pittsburgh in what, like two weeks, it seems mm-hmm. like. The sun actually peaked through. So now we're drinking that. It's only got a uh, 50 on the IBU, or the International Bitterness Units. So it's definitely smooth, definitely something you can drink all day. And it's not going to come up and kick you in the ass. So we got that. We got some bourbon. And we're going to delve into this podcast. So on this one, we're going to talk about brevity and give you guys a little bit of insight on brevity and how you can use it in business, in sales, management, and kind of your daily life. So, Ken, what's brevity? Yeah, so I guess the best way to describe it would be a uh, wise man once told me, be bright, be brief, and he likes to throw in be gone, you know, keep the meeting short. <laughs> but uh, I like the be bright and be brief. Basically, it's it's kind of being silent after you ask a question. So, Ferris was one of my customers, and I asked him, you know, how do we strengthen this partnership 
as we go forward. Then you would want to sit there, be silent, actually listen to what the guy's going to say, do some active listening. Don't think what's going to be my next question or what's going to be my next statement. Actually listen to what the guy has to say. Um, so brevity kind of goes hand in hand with power questions and active listening. And it's kind of that awkward silence. And you, you kind of got to live in it. That A question like that's not too bad, but if you're asking somebody, hey, I see you're not carrying black t-shirts, but you're carrying X, Y, and Z, where are your customers going to go to find those black t-shirts? The SKUs we were talking about in episode, episode two. two, I think it was. Yeah. Um, which farther we get down to this, we're going to really start forgetting which episode yeah. is what. We're probably, I should probably start putting together like cliff notes <laughs> of what we talked about in each one of these yeah, episodes reference back. In place. But yeah, so if you ask a question like, if you're not carrying that, where's your customer going to go find it? It can be an awkward question. It can, it, it, you know, really puts it back on the customer. And a lot of salespeople want to keep talking and justifying why they asked that question because it becomes some uncomfortable silence. Or even when you're asking for an order, a lot of salespeople don't like to ask for the order because it can be uncomfortable. So I'll, what I like to do is I have a uh, order written up and I'll slide it over to them. Not really say much. I'll say, hey, this is the order I put together for you. I'll slide it over to them and I will not say a single word until the customer does. Uh, I, so I was actually with my, my boss and we had a big meeting and uh, I did that same thing. It was for a very, very large PO. Slid it over the guy. It was a lot of money. Purchase order. Yeah. yeah. So it was a big big purchase order. It was a, a lot of bills. I'm just saying for some of us that you know aren't yeah, nearly as intelligent about sales, just trying to educate. So I slid it over to the guy and he's very analytical. And so it was probably silent for a good 30 to 45 seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when you're sitting there in a meeting and there's big dollars in the line, it feels very, very awkward. And when we left, I uh, got the order. You know, first one to talk is usually the first one to lose. He talks first, so I got the order. And when we left, my boss was like, I can't believe you just sat there the entire time. And I'm like, brevity, man, brevity. So, uh, yeah, basically be br be bright and be brief. And there's a few books out there, too, we're, we're going to well, talk about. first on. off, the exact definition of brevity, just so we could throw it out there. Yeah, I have no idea what the exact definition is. <laughs> Concise and exact use of words in writing or speech. Yeah, that was pretty close. Pretty close, but I was just giving it so we had like the exact definition people could apply. Yeah, because that's how I would interpret it in my life is using only the words necessary in a speech, right? Not, you know I mean? Using yeah, not over-talking or over How many times do you, I don't know, I deal with it a lot in management, is I pose a question and you shut up and people talk. And they dig themselves in a dig or deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper holes. Typically do. Which it's just like you just if you shut up, you wouldn't get down this rabbit hole that they start venturing in, but then all of a sudden, you know, you ask a question, they say something, you don't say anything in return, so then they get nervous. And they just keep talking. And then they say more things and then more things and more things. It just when you keep saying more, it never helps your cause. It's usually a detriment. It yeah, becomes less worse. Is, less is more. Um, so like I was saying, when you slide an order over, a lot of people feel uncomfortable. So they'll start explaining before the customer even asks a question, they'll start explaining why they put what on the order and you're just talking yourself right out of the sale. Um, yeah, so I use that a lot in management, not in the same thing, excuse me, but where somebody will be underperforming for me and I'll go to them, be like, why aren't you doing well? And just shut up and then let them give you an answer. And then nine times out of 10, like we talked about, They'll give you an answer. You won't say anything back, and there's just be that silence. And then they keep giving you more excuses and more excuses mm -hmm. and more excuses and more excuses. And then all of a sudden, you just they've dug themselves into such a deep hole. You're like, how do you get back off of that? So, 
Yeah, I think it's just a great tool in general when you're talking to people and you're trying to, like, uh, what, do a little research on people, get to know them, find out some things is that whenever you just shut up, they'll really reveal who they truly are, some stuff like that. Yeah, and it's, it's something you can practice in your everyday life and you, and you really should. I mean, if you're with your friend or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, it, it, especially meeting somebody for the first time, it, it works great along with the power questions that go hand in hand and you can really get people to open up and really learn about that customer. That is a great friend. first date. Look them dead in the eye and we're like, okay, how are you? How is this? And then just shut up and it'll make you look like a great listener first off if you're a guy and be like, wow. Especially if you respond with an, another question based off their actual answer. Yeah, and you, and you don't sit them? there and think the entire time, what can I say next? What can I say next? What can I say next? Which is, I, I mean, just delving off into that, how many times, I know I do, or I used to in my younger days, I'm not that old at 28, but where people would be talking, I'd be in a meeting, I'd be having a discussion with anybody, and the entire time, the only thing I was worried about was how can I reply yep. to what they're saying, opposed to actually digesting their information. Which is a no-no, because they instantly know you're not actually listening. Yeah. Once you do that. They look at your eyes, and it's just glassed over, and then you say something that has nothing to do with their answer. Yeah, and you missed 95% of what they were telling you. And I forget where I read it, probably stealing this quote for somewhere, but somebody once read, or I heard, that when you talk, you're just regurgitating information you already know. But when you listen, you're actually gathering information, right? Yeah. I mean, so you're just sitting there, and when you're trying to reply to what somebody's talking to you about you're just saying shit's already in your head opposed to sitting there and actively listening and wow you're learning something that you didn't know so yeah actually a great book we're not going to touch on this book today but a great book on active listening is called crucial conversations i can't remember who the author is but you can google it and um it'll come right up i think harris is going to pull it up but but yeah that's a great book that will give you kind of the active listening and there's another book we're going to touch on probably here in a minute called how to what is it how to win friends and influence people dude that is my book i love that book it's a great book for anybody that's beginning sales or have been in sales for a long time that's a uh that that should be like a staple read or audio book whatever you guys prefer what's that guy's name i don't know it's just the forward is by stephen r covey yeah that's a crucial conversations book we're talking about. yeah but that's a great one on active listening Especially if you're not feeling comfortable asking power questions and sitting there in silence, that'd be a great book to uh, to, to test out and, and get some good points from. Yeah, and then he was also bringing up the book that How to Win Friends and Influence People, which I think that might have been the first book I ever read when I really, I got in the office about five years ago and I was doing management. And it's one of those books where if you Google, I use it, this as a tool a lot, let's say top 20 books to read for young entrepreneurs or young managers, anything like, it's always in the top five, religiously. So I saw that continue, like popped up and I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna read this. Which, when you look at it, it was originally written in 1936. And it still holds up. But they edited it in 1981, which still seems what, 40 years? still 40 years ago. Yeah, but it's still so relevant because People haven't really changed that much yet. Technology yeah. has, but how people still think and do all they the, have conversations and interact is still the same still things. The same. So it's still very, very, very applicable. So I read that book, and I know one of the key points in that book was to just listen. You know, what I mean, it really was. It was just 
be a good listener. Yeah, the two big ones which you and I have talked to a couple times is be a good listener, and then the other one is um, to become genuinely curious about them. And I think we touched on that in, in episode one. You really want to have a uh, genuine curiosity. You don't want to have an agenda when you're trying to learn these things. You really want to have a, a genuine feel to it because people will be able to read that. Yeah, and you don't you want to be sincere about it too. I mean, God, there's a lot of people that I know that have come in there and. Uh, They'll just be. They'll ask you questions, trying to pry. Yeah, they'll but they have don't an agenda care. That you'll know. Yeah, and they're yeah, just basically they have PowerPoint. Right they're that. points that they're just trying to work through and all that. Yep. Which, which again, you'll know they're asking those questions without going through the feedback you just gave them. And it doesn't. Like he said, yeah, yeah because I'm like, well, this isn't completely to. applicable at all to what you, what I just told you, and you're just basically trying. By the way, if you hear like some moaning and groaning, it's Kenny's dog Gunner. <laughs> We're sitting in his basement trying to do this, and he won't leave us alone. Right, guns. Rah. Yeah, he likes to be part of the podcast. Yeah, he, he, he's going to be the, um, the honorary mascot. guest for uh, this episode. And he's trying to bite me right now because he's pissed that we're not giving him attention and we're talking opposed to playing with him right now. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, how to win friends and influence people, which I would love to – I don't know about you. I would love to actually reread that book over again, take some serious notes on it, and give an entire episode on the book. Because I think if you're going to be in sales, management, overall life – it's such a good book, and I think you and I can maybe go through and give a couple, I don't know, maybe even open up the book, highlight a couple paragraphs, and read a couple statements, paragraphs, or anything like that in the book, and give our insight on how we could apply this in our daily lives, because I really do. Yeah, and there's a squeaking such a dick. Yeah, it's actually a great idea. I read this book a few years ago, and I know when I went through, I highlighted a bunch of things. Yeah. So I do kind of want to go back and read it, and yeah, just for my own that. mind see if anything changed on what I thought was important and what I like, see if I pick up anything new and kind of what I was thinking early on in my career at my current job. Yeah, totally. I'm, I think that should be definitely an episode, obviously, probably not going to happen anytime soon because Ken's going on a fishing trip Yeah, I can't wait. Idaho. Idaho for, uh, what is that, like five days? I'm going to fish, fly fish in Idaho for, uh, yeah, it's f- four days. So I'm going to fly fish in Idaho for... Two days and then fly fish in Montana for two days and then head back. Is that the? Are you going to the Milk River? or Is that the Mississippi? Uh, I don't no, know. No, it's not the Mississippi. I think it's the Missouri River up in. Yeah, we're there's Missouri, the Missouri River's up in Montana. We're not. Uh, we're not fishing that now. We're fishing. Um, God, what is, we're fishing Snake River, uh, the Madison, and a couple other secret spots. I'm sworn to secrecy. <laughs> the guy that gave it to us, but the two like the two rivers that people know would be Snake River and um, and the Madison. Yeah, because I was up there, shit, I was probably 10 years ago almost, I went on a hunting trip up in Montana, and I always remember because we flew into Minot, North Dakota, and we drove four hours west from Minot, North Dakota into Montana, and we flew in, and it was one of those where the guy that was doing the baggage claim was the same guy that was taking the ticket, it was the same guy that was the um, air (laughs) traffic controller and everything else like that, you flew in there and it was like eight seats in the terminal. And then we drew four hours. But yeah, I we uh, I hunted along the Missouri River. And I would have to hands down say, if I were to move anywhere that wasn't PA, because PA is a pretty gorgeous state. Oh, yeah, especially like fall time. Montana is absolutely gorgeous. And it's cool because you can go like into the valleys where it's real lush, green, and everything else. And then you go up on the top of the peaks and some of the mountains, and it's just a completely different environment up there. So Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, just the scenery and then... Have you been Obviously there before? The fish are huge. No, it's my first time. Oh, dude, so it's I can't fucking so wait. cool. 
Yeah, my, my cousin and I are super geeked up to go, and we've been counting down the days for the last, like, Dude, three months, I think. It's fucking awesome. And the best part was whenever I was out there, and we were just hunting whitetails, which was nice because we went out there to hunt whitetails, which you could hunt them down, actually, on the river, on the Missouri, which we did. Or if you went up to the, I guess, plains or the higher elevations, you can hunt mule deer. So the guy went out there, he's like, what do you want to hunt? And we're like, whitetail. All right. So we went out there. But our camp was, if you went 40 miles west, there was a town. Or if you went 40 miles east, there was a town. But there was nothing in between. You literally had to drive an hour to get to a town. And How do you to, get beer? I guess you got to stock up on beer before you, before I was, you get to the I was to like 16. So uh, it wasn't really like, my top priority wasn't like, hmm. How can I get, get beer, beer to do all this? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we've already mapped out all the stores that sell beer around our cabins. So we, I think at that point you should just buy a keg and just yeah, keep just it fucked up. Throw it in the back of the rental and and roll to all the different cabs or cabins we're staying at. Yeah. So Kenny will be gone for what next couple week or so. So yeah, I'll be gone for yeah. I think it's like four or five days. I can't remember, but um, but yeah, I'll be gone for a little bit, and then I'll have to come back get caught up on work. So we wanted to get the fourth one in before I head out. And then we'll do the fifth one probably the week after I get back. Which I don't know we're going to do on that one yet. But I actually have someone I want to talk to you about this week. Just on your... Somebody that came into my office as a salesperson. Into my office. And did something that was just completely... Unforgivable. Not unforgivable, but it was just... I was like, how would you do that? She. But about a week and a half ago, somebody came into my office to try to sell something. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a fairly decent product. It, it was a, let's say, it was a business or solutions kind of thing. It was yeah. like tracking our equipment and things like that. Yep. Came into my office, gave just like a brief pamphlet and everything. Super informative, but it was a real like meet and greet. Yeah. And it was, it was, I don't, it was kind of expensive. I didn't see the Did need. Did she ask you what your needs were or if it would be helpful to you at all? Or she just kind of bullet point? Kind of bullet pointed yeah. the thing. Which, but you know what? She wasn't. She was personable. Wasn't and we like, like used car salesman wasn't that bad? No, it wasn't that bad. But like we talked about in I think episode one, like her and I had kind of like a similar personality, like kind of bubbly and all that. So I yeah. kind of, if she would have been a C or an S, probably wouldn't have been, how her sales pitch wouldn't have worked on me. But the fact that her and I had a similar personality, yeah, yeah. I could, we kind of hit it off. But so anyways, she gives me this presentation. I mull it over and everything. She sends me an email, you know, four hours later like hey nice to meet you and I reply with I appreciate it all this stuff like that let me think about it over the weekend it was like on a Friday and I'll get back to you the following week so it was like a Tuesday she called me I was in the middle of bidding work which we we bid public work and everything like that so yeah. basically we have to turn a job in our number by a certain time and it's usually chaos she called me and I pressed the you know sorry I can't talk right now button on my phone because I was like I'm in the middle of something I can't deal with it right now so she left me a message, everything else like that, and I texted her and said, hey, you know, I'm busy this week. I'll let you know when I can, we can talk later, further about this. Have a crazy meeting going on. I think it was, it was actually Thursday this week. Shows up at my office, just pops in and goes, and she brings like her IT guy or whatever it is, and like, hey, we're gonna sit down and have a meeting on all this stuff like that. No appointment. No appointment, I said, and, I've t- and she came in there, and the first time we met, I'm probably, no joke, had eight phone calls between my cell phone and our secretary like buzzing me like hey so and so is calling you probably like 12 emails in the half hour span so she knew like she could tell how hectic my schedule was and just randomly shows up and is like hey i got my it guy we're gonna come down and sit down a presentation right now did you I say was, no yeah i told her no because i was so agitated I'm like, yeah, she should have tried to nail down like a 
an appointment. She she's didn't. Especially if she's going to go that into detail. I mean, it, I would assume that'd probably take like an hour to go through all right? that. Right? And I was just like, I, it really like just turned me off of like, I'm going to give you any business because it's like, okay, I'm buying something from you, not the other way around. So shouldn't you try to accommodate in my schedule? And if that's how our business is going to be going forward, where you're not really out looking for my best interest, you're just kind of want to push your product and make the sale, and you don't really care how I feel about it. So, I mean, I, I was just giving you. Yeah, like, did you feel like she was like too aggressive? Just way too it. aggressive. Yeah, I think being aggressive is good, but you got to do it in a smart way. It's so excessive um, to just pop in and think you have an hour to give her when. You don't yeah, really the know first what meeting selling. she she didn't have a schedule or anything like that. And it she sounds just, like you really don't know what she's even selling. Like, you have an idea, but you don't really know. I do, I, but I, it's not like she had, like, this 40-slide PowerPoint, like, here's this, 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 this. Look, if you implement this, it can save you this much money. Yeah. This It was nothing. It was, like, it was a broad idea of, look, you can put this on your equipment, you can track it, and it'll just help with logistics. So I'm like, okay, that might not be a bad thing. But then she just way, 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 way too aggressive. And it, it just turned me off where I'm like, no, I'm not buying anything from you anymore because... I don't know. Yeah, I just I I was just giving you a little of my sales experience. I'm like, wow, I would not do that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I would have tried to just nail you down for an appointment and then give you the. Uh, I mean, first I would have tried to figure out kind of what your needs were before I put together a presentation with my IT guy, because it sounds like she didn't really know much about your business anyway. No, it wasn't anything at all. It's not like she sent an email and was like, hey, give me a list of items like that you're really looking for and everything like that. Like that. Yeah. I could have sent it to her and then she could have catered a presentation around those needs. Yeah, it would she, have been a super easy email. Hey, Adam, I know you're extremely busy when you're in the office. I saw how many calls and emails And like kind of pat my butt too. Yeah. Like, hey, I mean, obviously yeah. you, you want to be like, hey, yeah, I'm busy. I'm an important person. Yeah, and then say, to make our next meeting um, more efficient, can you please give me your top concerns when it relates to X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. And then she would have known your pain points and if her product fits a need for you. Yeah, not just randomly. And show then what had an appointment? Yeah, that's pretty stupid. Yeah, I, mean, I was just giving like the cool call you? where she showed up with a pamphlet. Like that's cool, you know. Swing in, you can cool call show up, but like to set up an hour, you know, for something brief. Mm -hmm. Here's a pamphlet. I know you're busy. I'm not going to take up your time. Just wanted to introduce myself. She could have did like I'm new to the area or like whatever. What she did, where yeah, she yeah. went, hey, I was at somebody that you do that one of your customers, and. And they, told they, 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 they yeah, and so I was just in the area. I dropped by. Yeah, if you so don't have any time, we can. I think that's cool. Um, that was the initial one, which I was fine with because yeah. she stopped in, like I said, 20 minutes, half but hour. Trying to do an hour long presentation, showing up, no go. Yeah, and I was like, it's a no fly zone. It's totally a no fly zone. So I was just giving your, I, I wanted kind of your opinion on it and how you would handle it differently, and that's exactly yeah, I think what you should have done. Yeah, I would have sent you that email, nailed you down for a time, and then I would have had the answers to the majority of my questions, and I would have, uh, made it much more efficient for the both of us. Yeah, because after our initial meeting, I was enticed, and I was like, hmm, this might have some benefit to our company. But then after that, I'm like, I don't want to deal with you going forward. Yeah. Like, so that strictly, that move Especially right Especially, like, doing that, how much do you trust that she's going to, if you have a problem, mm -hmm. give a shit to, like, facilitate and find a solution? She's probably not going to. No, because it's quite evident the only thing she wanted to do was... Get, get a mind. sale. Yeah, get a sale. Yeah, and then just turn and burn you and never talk to you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, wow, okay. And that's what we talked about previously. That's a good question to ask dude, when people, salespeople come in. <laughs> I would ask them, like, um, basically, what do you do? Or do you, when you sign up an account, do you manage it? Manage it? Does it get put to, like, a customer service team? 
and then you'll know like how much they have your best interest because if they're just if they get paid on just the initial fee but they don't manage your account you know they're not really going to give a shit which i did ask her though and i was like so because her entire sales thing was you know when you deal with me you can always call me and i'll make sure it gets taken care of but then her because she was her she was saying her competition gets sent off to a call center yeah, or something yeah. like that and their issues don't get that was rectified a good point by her then yeah but then she kind of negated what she said the first time by coming in and be like i need to be super pushy so it's like are you just trying to tell me what i want to hear and not actually backing it up yeah exactly like here here's how i'm going to take your money and then just move on and then yeah i would think most people get turned off to that yeah i it was it was awful yeah um so i don't know what else you want to talk about i mean this kind of yeah i just kind of wanted to um touch on the brevity thing which i think we got the the gist of what it is i mean uh, i don't think we need to do a whole hour on that it's uh, it's it's super important, but I mean, yeah. How do you do an hour about something about being silent? <laughs> um, we can sit here and be like, Ken, how's your day? And then just shut up for twenty yeah. minutes and just leave like, that empty space there. But yeah, I think I think it was important enough to touch on that we could do a quick couple minutes on it just for people to listen to. And uh, I don't know. I think it's probably the next episode. Like I said, we'll have like a week off. If you want to, I'll go back and reread that book. We can kind of walk through it, maybe do that for the next episode. And or also, I mean, we have our IG page set up. We have our Facebook page set up. We're always encouraging people to give us some feedback. You know, I mean, we're just new to this. We have minimal followers, but we're trying to grow it. So if you guys have any suggestions, if you're listening to this and you guys are like, hey, I like the insight you guys have about sales management or anything like that, and you guys want us to hit on a topic and maybe kind of our opinions on some things, feel free to message us, comment on it, and kind of go, hey, I want you guys to hit on this topic next week, and we'll try to incorporate that. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. If you hop on our IG, it's business underscore and underscore broskies, and our Facebook page, I believe it's a little bit more elongated. It's uh, beers, comma, bourbon, comma, business, comma, and broskies. Yeah, so and the same title as we still have a giveaway going on for a Yeti Flip 12 for yeah, any guys. All you guys got to do is follow either page and then just shoot us a message with screenshotting that you subscribe to our podcast and we enter to, enter to win. Yeah, so shout out to us. If you guys have anything that you guys want us to talk about, we'd be more than happy to try to incorporate it. Other than that, Ken's going to go enjoy some fishing. It's gorgeous outside, so I'm probably going to go golfing. And uh, we're probably going to drink for the balance of the day. Might so as well. You got anything um, else on Mr. Moe? That's it, man. I think uh, I think check out that the books we talked about. Uh, I think continue to use power questions in your everyday life, and uh, and continue to use brevity. I know it's gonna be very very awkward at first, but just embrace the awkwardness, live there, and I, I guarantee you your sales will increase. Yeah, and, like, and if you're not in sales, I guarantee your relationships, personal or professional, will get much much better. Yeah, like you said in the previous episodes. Just try it out with friends and family. People that you're not, there's no monetary like worry there. Not like, oh, I have to try yeah, to make absolutely. a sale. Let me implement power questions for well, the like first time. Like you said time. before, Uber. Try it on your Uber. Uber that's, a, uh, that's a great way to do it. Or or a bartender. If you're at a you know a bar, do it with a bartender, whatever. I agree. So that's all I got. So I am Adam Harris. He is Ken Miller. And uh, thank you for listening to episode four of Beers, Bourbon, Business, and Broskies. Take care, guys. <laughs>